Hello everybody and welcome to episode 37 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Becker. Hello world. And Aaron Hahn. Hello. Guys, we have a great show for you this week, you know, a couple (laughs) difficulties, a couple technical difficulties uh, starting up, but uh, we're going to restart. This week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little movie called Renegades that maybe you were expecting to see this week. Not anymore, you aren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was anticipation for this. Yeah, totally botched the Academy Awards segment that we're going to be talking about, Jacob. No, no, just to I'm no, getting to no, that. No. I work my way up. I work my way up the the list of stuff we do. You didn't do it the last time. I know. Yeah. I haven't done it for weeks, but I need to start getting back to it. Um, we're going to be talking about the Oscars. We're going to be picking our picks for what we think will win and what we want to win. Um, but first, guys, it is Aaron's birthday. Woo! Woo! Aaron. Uh-huh. Aaron. Well, it's not your, by this by time this posts, your birthday will have already happened. It'll be a day yeah, late. Likely, yeah. A day late. Um But we're we're still gonna celebrate it here. You are the first person to have a birthday on this podcast that we've recognized. Uh so happy birthday. My birthday doesn't matter. David it's, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet and we started in May, so <laughs> there's no way it could have been. <laughs> recognized um but aaron happy birthday uh you know what any any movie plans for your birthday he's running on the entire movie theater he told me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that that's it no no no. i I feel i feel like since it's the 21st birthday yeah i should probably do something other than watch a movie hey man because that's like every other day of my life yeah. If you go if you go to Florida, you can buy alcohol in the movie theater. You can do that. No, some there's other one of those around too. me. There's oh, an Alamo there. Draft House like three miles away from me. There you go. Oh. Well <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Go see a movie. Go see split. No, but now now uh, you'll be able to do that any one. other day. So now Aaron's just what? gonna now you can do that any day though. So now you're just gonna come to the podcast and be like, I saw this movie. I, I don't remember a, a minute of it. I think this happened. Just a drunken stupor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's hop right in to our Oscar discussion. Happy birthday, Aaron. Ha- happy birthday. I'm not saying it because it's not your birthday. It's not his birthday yet. Um, guys, we're going to be going through every single Oscar nomination that is in the main show. And we're going to be picking the ones that we think will win and the ones that we want to win. Uh, and the day after the Oscars, we will be having a podcast again, and we'll be uh, deciding who won. We're going to be looking at who got the most pointage uh, of the three of us. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. Two options. You either follow my rules or follow my rules. Capiche? Thank you. I can do it a different way. No, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. David, you think you're going to win, huh? I'm very confident in my very ability confident. to sweep. Sweep. Sweep the competition. All right. Well, let's get started. Let's start from the bottom of the list and work our way up. Uh, let's start with writing for the best original screenplay. Um, David, you already kind of mentioned your pick before. So what? What do you let's think? Let's go through them again. Let's go through them again. Yeah, of course. Say it. Yeah, you gotta read, gotta read the list. Gotta read the list. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm sorry. I. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm horrible. Um, 
Why do we let him run this day? Yeah. I, <laughs> why is it because, like, Hey, man, <laughs> I'll still be a better <laughs> host. I'll still be a better host because... than Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Let's get that straight right now. Oh. <laughs> wow, shots fired. And Aaron's because I refuse to take responsibility and actually set these up. That That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so exactly. We, we are having a personal mutiny by not doing anything. Yeah. That, yes, exactly. Guys, um, so the nominees for Best Original Screenplay are Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. Ugh. Dave, would you like to go first again? You seemed pretty confident as to what was going to yeah. win here. It was going to be La La Land, without a doubt. I, I doubt it. I doubt it like, as well, honestly. La La Land script. As I said in the prior attempt of this podcast, uh, <laughs> Lala's Land script is the weakest element of the film, in my opinion. But what if that what if that film wins Best Picture, making that film the strongest film above all of them? Even though meaning that the weakest link of the film is currently better than every other part of every other film. Meaning, I'm going to vote for La La Land. I'm confident. Fair, fair and enough. Aaron's just like. There's like crap. He's right. Like, okay, I, I think no. I'm actually. I am going to change my mind though. What were you originally going time, to go with? I was going for the lobster because I was thinking, this is the basically the only major award that this film is nominated for. Right. It's a fantastic screenplay. It won the Aaron. It did. It did win the Aaron, the, didn't it? So it already has the best award around. Yeah. It doesn't even remember. People think it's a real thing. People do think. <laughs> But what but what, what is your choice? Change. I'm going to predict Manchester by the Sea. That's that's where I was honestly going to go with it, but I might pick something else. Honestly, if you're going to leave the lobster wide open, um, it's an interesting I like mine pan fried. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know. So I I mean we can go for ones people have already picked. I mean it's gonna yes obviously, but, but my my original pick was Manchester by the Sea too though. So I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay the course and stay with Manchester, um, just because the more I think about that movie, the more I think it honestly deserves that. Um, I mean, obviously I haven't seen it, right? But I'm just kind of going off of like I don't think it's gonna win one of the major major awards, right? That's like all the, the, the land big, at that the point. Big two or big three or however you wanna put it. Uh, so I think this is gonna be like the. Yeah. Award it gets. Yeah. No. Hand the back. It's like good job. I. Uh, right. Exactly. What do we guys want to win, David? I don't think you've seen any of these, so <laughs> you can't really speak I want to that. La La Land you want what? So, so you can win. Home, so All right. Get my <laughs> That's enough. good. That's good. Uh, uh, I obviously you want the, the, the yeah. Win. Obviously you want the lobster, I, and I picked the lobster as well. Um, I think that if I had to give it any award, I mean, it is the only one that's. Uh, recognized for and at the oscars and i think it obviously deserves it so but is america turning into a country where everyone's a winner see just because it's the only thing that it's nominated for does that mean it has to win it just because no but i think it deserves it but but that that's what <laughs> you guys are going your base is like oh it's the only thing in there it's gotta but win it's something. not everyone's a winner because no. they've already limited down all like 700 films released this year into <laughs> yeah. the few that are nominated. hey suicide squad got a nomination so that's, that's true we'll get there uh guys what about the best uh screenplay adapted best adapted screenplay 
Uh, we got the nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, or Moonlight. <sighs> what is Moonlight adapted from? Uh, it was based on a play, but I don't think the play was ever actually produced. Oh, okay. I think it was like it was like an unproduced play that he based it on. Okay. Which um, would explain the structure of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, that is my pick. Is Moonlight. Oh, Moonlight. Okay. Uh, my pick is uh, by far, and maybe this this might be dumb. You guys might not like this. Uh, mine is Lion. I think that's what's going to win. I, I, I would not pick that for myself, honestly. I'd give it to Arrival uh, nine times out of ten there. Well, I'm going to take Arrival because I understand the language and the full circle, and I, time is... <laughs> hey, 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 save it for the spoiler cast. <laughs> um, I, know, I know what's going to win, and Arrival's taking Oh, all right. Um, no, Lion, I think, is... David, you're you're hating on this <laughs> this thought process, but I honestly think Lion will win because I don't see it winning anything else. I think this is their way to give a nod to Lion without being like, "Hey, you win all these other things." Because we'll talk about Lion later because I have seen that this this week, so we'll talk about that uh, in the. If this upcoming is what the Academy but... stands for. Then this is stupid. It's because totally it, what it, the it, Academy it, it, stands it, it, for. <laughs> It's padding just like, oh, like, we can't, like, you're what awesome. What did you think but... the Oscars were? Yeah. It's, it is just Hollywood patting themselves on the It back. really is. And it's my Super Bowl, man. I, I love it. I love the Oscars, man. All right. So that's best yeah, writing. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty stupid and ridiculous and pointless. I mean, yeah. if I were to win an Oscar, obviously, they'd yeah. be the most important things <laughs> yeah. in the world. But... Or even just but nominated. Now, yeah. They're pretty stupid, but they're really fun. You know? Yeah, no, I love them. They're, all the awkward things that happen in it, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Where, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Travolta pronounced Adina Menzel's name like horribly, and you're just like, Adele uh, Mazim. Adele Mazim? Is that what he called Adele it? I, I don't remember that much. Um, guys, best visual effects we have the nominees are Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. By far, the one that deserves it is Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't think it gets it, though, honestly. Wait, you said best visual effects. Yeah. Yes. Meaning, meaning just like, because is there, is there something different for like, is there best like practical and CGI? Or no, no, they're all mixed into one. Yeah, it's just visual effects in general. Oh, then uh, Doctor Strange is taking it. Interesting. I I think Jungle Book gets it, honestly. Everyone wanted to ride that Jungle Book all the way to the finish line, and I'm like, no, Jungle Book's not that good. But the visual effects, I will say, are good, and that's what they're going to be like. Yeah, look at how good the visuals can be nowadays. That's that's where I think they're going. I agree with Lacey, though. I'm going to go with Jungle Book. Yeah. But I think think Doctor Strange should win. Because like really? Strange is going to win. Not Kubo. Those fight scenes. What? Not Kubo. Kubo's a stop motion. Like that's, stop motion. That's is... incredible no, visual it's... effects. <laughs> that it took them 19 months to film the boat scene. <laughs> Just one I mean, scene. <laughs> like, stop I stop motion is very cool and very interesting, and it's a very long dragged out process. And it is 
is definitely an accomplishment. It like to do a stop motion movie yeah. play video. <laughs> but I mean I haven't seen Kubo is it Kubo or yeah, Kubo? Yeah. Kubo. You should see Kubo. You'd like Kubo. It's like a video game, really, in a movie. But like a good video game. The fact that we still haven't had a good video game movie doesn't really make me too <laughs> oh, happy. Oh you don't you don't love Resident Evil, <laughs> the final chapter? <laughs> We'll a, get to that. A film. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. I was confused. Um, a film that has a better Rotten Tomatoes score than A Dog's Purpose, which says all you need to know about both of those movies. <laughs> um, Guys, uh, best sound mixing. This is where we get into the weeds, and I'm like, I don't know too much about what really deserves it. Uh, but our nominees are Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, uh, a Star Wars story. Sorry, I gotta say it like that. Thir- I gotta be like the Academy. Because every time Birdman won an award, it was Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. No, we get it. It's Birdman. <laughs> um, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. So, no. I'm gonna go with Arrival. Really? Yes. Why is that? What? Where are you coming from on because that? Because of all the alien noises. Yeah, you kind of got like the, that. It plays with like the silence and then like breaks it really suddenly for like certain moments you know like when there's like a big discovery kind of thing hmm. i don't know it, i i i was also feeling arrival but then like hacksaw ridge is like a war movie and like there's a lot of cool explosions and things that have to be done you know it's also so a it's war like, story a star wars story, story. <laughs> i guess well, yeah they, 13 hours too <clears throat> i mean they've been just using they're using the same like Star Wars isn't getting it because they're using no. the same sound for the X-Wing since day one. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a good clip. We're just going to reuse it and recycle it. Like, <laughs> it's fine because an X-Wing should always sound that way. Yeah. But it's, they're not. So I'm, I'm going to take my nod to Arrival. All right. Um, I'm going to give mine, honestly. And I understand maybe giving it to Arrival because that's where you um, give it to it. You know? Because it's, it's not winning... Best picture, obviously. Surprised it, surprised it even got a nomination. Like, I was calling it. I just want to point that out to everyone. I have been calling that Arrival will get a Best Picture nomination for a long time. And Aaron was always like, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, to be fair, I expected <laughs> them to go with just eight nominees, and they went with nine. Yeah. And I was like, That's, why are you doing an odd number? That's just weird. Yeah, that is weird. And it's also too many. Lion doesn't need to be there. Arrival, I love it. Probably doesn't need to be there. Like you can just uh, take those out. We haven't even gotten to that segment. I know. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, we're not even at best picture. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to La La Land. I think they're gonna just shower this film in in so many awards, and there's no way it doesn't get everything musical and sound related. So that's why uh, I'm looking at it. I don't. I don't think the sound mixing was that great for La La Land, though. Honestly. I don't think it matters if it was that great. I don't think it deserves it. I'm saying I think okay, they're going nice. to shower this movie. It's not getting out without at least five or six. <laughs> like, five or six. Now no. remember, Mad Max won eight. So which is the better movie? Mad Max, hands down. <laughs> Mad Max, Fury Road, winner of eight Academy Awards. <laughs> I think it was six. Six. Was oh, six. never mind then. Still, that was a great movie. Two, it was a great more movie. than anyone expected, honestly. <laughs> that we're like all the awards. Oh yeah, it did. Um, sound editing. We got Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. 
Now, Deepwater Horizon was actually good enough to earn a like recognition, I guess. Weird, but I did not expect that. You, it was actually all about just the oil drill. It was like, oh, we need to sound perfect. So they years they spent just recording the oil drill. That's that's all it is. They're like, you know what? They put a lot of time. Yeah. Internet, I'm totally just talking. About <laughs> yeah, <right> <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, sound editing, I'm going to go, just so I can kind of split my vote between the two La La Land categories, even though it might bite me in the butt if it wins sound editing and not sound mixing. <laughs> but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Hacksaw Ridge, honestly. Any any choices over there yet, guys? I was going to go with Hacksaw Ridge as well, but I don't want, now I don't know if I want to hey, look like I'm a copy. <laughs> I'm a betting man. I'm double. No, I I will go with Deepwater Horizon. Interesting. Just a just a dark horse candidate. I'm, I think the dark I'm horse candidate is Sully, really. Yeah. I'm I'm I don't I think so. Try to say this again. I'm a betting man. I'm going to double down on Arrival. You're going to double down. David's yes. going to double down on Arrival. All right. Guys. Double XP weekend, boys. <laughs> I'm taking all the goals. <laughs> This is where we get to things that we've never seen. So, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be too presumptuous, but guys, we've got the live action short films. Uh, we oh, got, we're doing these two? Yeah, might as well. Get some points, you know. Take some guests. Guests? I meant guesses. Jacob, uh, I also live didn't get action. to sleep tonight. So yeah. we got to start plowing. I, I'm plowing. Live action short. Uh, en- Enemus Interiorus. La Femme et, al, et le TGV. I can speak French if you couldn't tell. Silent Nights sing in time code. I'm going to give it to La Femme et le TGV. Darren, you're not allowed to research right now. I'm not. Uh-huh, sure. Sure, he's not. He's like, crap, <laughs> what's the best choice? Google. <laughs> David, what one are you going <laughs> I've not what, seen what any of these. What is this category? Best short film? Live action short film. The fourth one. The fourth one. All what, right. What was the it, one? it was Sing. What was the fourth one? No, just kidding. No, not at all. What's, what's the first one? It's not the Sing you're thinking of, just to be clear. I do, I, okay, I just me, wanted to Sing make sure. Sing animated. I, oh, God, I'm think, sorry. Oh God. Wait, you're telling me Sing wasn't live action? Oh man, I've I've been seeing that movie in a whole different light. <clears throat> what were you saying, David? What's the first one? Enemus Interiorus. Yes, that one. All right. That one. Got to go with the foreign ones. It makes you sound smart. Oh, this is a uh, no. That, I wrote big. I wrote Aaron. I meant David. Aaron, what are you, what are you going with for live action? I'm gonna go with uh. What the internet told him. Time code. <laughs> Time code. Okay. All right, now we're on to animated short film. Blind Vaisha, Borrowed Time, Pear Cider and Cigarettes, Pearl, and Piper. Piper's the only one I've seen, so I'm going to give it to Piper. Piper good? It was before... Oh, is Piper the... Uh, it was before the, Finding Disney Dory. One, yeah. The Pixar one, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Piper, too. Yeah. Because it's Pixar. It's, it's... It's Disney, yeah. It's yeah, it's I'm Pixar. So well, we're all sweeping. Pixar, <laughs> Piper's sweeping with this one, guys. And I'm gonna assume that that's the one I'm gonna pick for should win too. Yeah, that's also I've, the only one I've seen. Yep. 
Uh, production design. We've got Arrival, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, La La Land, Passengers. Gross. This movie deserves no award of any sort. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, La La Land. You said production design? Yeah. Yeah. Is that just like the set? Yeah, basically. That and like. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. basically a catch all. No. I'm gonna uh, before well you make up your mind, David. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Hmm. Never mind. Do you have your you do have your pick, David? You know, there's this movie called Arrival with it, yeah. uh, has a very dark, <laughs> dreary, gloomy aspect, and the production in that movie was able to to not only capture that but can keep that for the entire movie. Arrival deserves this. I'm going to give it to La La Land. I really want to see Hail Caesar win, though. I really I really hope La La Land wins nothing just to spite you, Jacob. There's literally no way it doesn't win at least four. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. It wins at the very least four. I really hope it wins nothing. If, if it's nominated for 14, you can tell they want to give everything to it. Now, here's one that's interesting, guys. The ori- best original song... Uh, we got Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land. We've got Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. We've got City of Stars. Wait, wait, did you say it's Trolls? Like the animated? Trolls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Justin Timberlake song? Yeah, it's like everywhere. Trolls. It's their way to get people to watch the <laughs> Academy Awards. I didn't even realize it was from the movie until like... Oh, really? I looked this up after the nominations. I was like, no, I have heard this song everywhere. This is that song. <laughs> Guys. I, like, I hate it. This is where it gets interesting, because we got City of Stars, also from La La Land. Then we've got The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, something I've never heard of. And then we've got How Far I'll Go from Moana. This is so... Moana's taking it. You know... Moana. I honestly think you might be right, because I think they want to give Lin-Manuel Miranda that EGOT. They want to be like, hey, here you go. The man will get his shot at an EGOT later, though, because Disney hasn't booked for, like, oh, do they really? future films at this point. I did not know that, so never mind. I not, switched... for, not for Disney princess films, but just, like, but films just in general. Still, like, he that's... has that Mary Poppins sequel uh... and other films. Oh, yes. I mean, it's obvious. Oh. I'm giving it to Audition. Moana's taking it. I'm going to go with City Dwayne of Stars, actually. Aaron, I think what? City of Stars is more of, like, the, the mainstream kind of, like, more yeah, more like audition really mainly works in context of the film as opposed to city of stars which is you're very like much that. underestimating the power of a disney princess over a young girl's heart and a young boy's heart as well i just True, but i don't think milana got as much love as it deserved no it probably deserves and i think more. You, there's no way the the academy is not going to award la la land a best the best song no no it's going to be either Audition or really, City of Stars. The way I looked at it was like, Audition's obviously going to win, but they're like, let's give City of Stars too. I don't, I can't put my finger on why, because it's one of the worst, not one of the, I mean, I say one of the worst, but all of them are great, but it's one of the worst songs in the movie. Um, I It kind of makes me upset though. We could have just kept Audition and given the third pl- or the fifth place to something from uh, Popstar or something from Sing Street. Like, come on, guys. We don't need two from the same movie. We get it. Um, guys, music. Best original score. We have Jackie, which I 
wouldn't have guessed would get nominated. We've got La La Land, we've got Lion, we've got Moonlight, we got Passengers. Passengers? Yeah, I obviously give it to La La Land. I'm giving it to La La Land too. I mean, I'm just assuming this is going to sweep the music categories. Yeah, it would be odd if it did. I'm taking Moonlight, personally. Okay. I mean, Moonlight's score was really good, actually. See, I I know. I... I've only seen La La Land, Lion... Oh, I guess I've seen all of them, but Jackie. And the only one that the music stood out to me in was La La Land, even the score stuff. Lion was like, there's music, I guess. Moonlight, I don't even remember a single piece from that movie. Um, And Passengers is just like, rip-off crap. You know, oh, here's some space music. Guys, (laughs) the most joke category this year, with only three nominations, makeup, hairstyling, uh, a Man Called Ove, Star Trek Beyond, and Suicide Squad. Star Trek Beyond, I'm giving it to. For best makeup and hairstyling? Yeah. I'm gonna go with... Don't say it. Don't say uh, it. Oscar <laughs> Award winner, Suicide Squad. Do you really think so? I... Oh my, can you imagine the mass hysteria that would take over the internet should it win an award? <laughs> like, it will be insane. <laughs> David, what do you think? I'm trying to... I have no I'm clue what a man think, called Ove is, by the way, so... I'm trying to think... It's, it's going to start. I, I choose Star Trek. Okay, yeah, I think so, too. But I'm trying to think, like, what was so awesome in Suicide Squad that it should be not... Like, Nothing. Know, All the makeup is horrible in Suicide Squad. Like, what is their reasoning for this? Yeah, they didn't blend I anything. I mean, they have a Killer Croc. That was, that was makeup. That's true. But he's the only one. And then you got, like, oh, let's just go to the store and uh, throw some we white paint on Jared Leto's face. And then catch a boomerang house. Yeah. Great hey, don't, up. don't, don't criticize uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Or they'll, uh, find you. they'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta tell you that story later, David. All right. Best foreign language film. Obviously, I think the sales, the salesman is going to win, especially after everything that's been going on right now. What? Yeah, but the 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 voting. When did the voting start? What are the, for best foreign film? I don't know any of them. We didn't go over the options. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. Land of Mine, A Man Called Ove, The Salesman, Tana, and Tony Erdman. Now, Tony Erdman has a chance I'm going to go with Tony Erdman. Okay. I've seen that on a lot of uh, best of, like, 2016 lists. Yeah, I've seen from, that like, there, too. Sites. David, what do you think? I mean, obviously, we haven't seen any of these, but... Um... Surprised Elle isn't in here since the actress got a Best Actress nomination. Well, we I know, a lot of people were like really surprised by that. Like It didn't even make the short list, I think. No, 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 no. What's that, David? Well, well no, I think I'm going to go with Aaron's choice. Okay. I feel it. And yeah, I'm not going to say that. All right, Best Film Editing, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, <sighs> Hell or High Water, La La Land, or Moonlight. I'm going... Go in Moonlight. Well, it's a bad choice. What is your choice? Is it going to be Arrival? Wait, wait, which is this? Which is this? Film editing. Best editing. 
Moonlight wasn't a good choice because even though it was bro- it was broken up in three distinct parts, which was like cool, but it also broke apart. The Have you seen Moonlight? I've done my research. So Let you've seen be- Moonlight? Oh, I, no. oh, you just went on IMDb. Okay. I'll go uh, with La La no, Land as well. I'm, I did not go on IMDb. I went on the only true source of information, Reddit. Oh, what do you think is going to win then? Uh, Arrival, what do you expect? Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, the, the way you to comprehend the story was edited perfectly. All right. Perfectly, Jacob. All right. Guys, best documentary short film, Extremis, 4.1 Miles, Joe's Violin, Watani, My Homeland, or The White Helmets. Know nothing about any of these movies? I'm just going to go with uh, Watani, My Homeland. Did you say The White Helmets or The White Helmets? The White Helmets. Yeah, I want that one. Okay. Especially in Trump's America. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, I'm gonna go with Joe's violin. Okay. All right. Best documentary feature: Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ, Made in America, or Thirteenth. Very interesting. Yeah. I like I like the I Am Not Your Negro. All right, David, we got you there. That's just that's like got, such a good statement. I'm got a like, lot of praise. I, I, I think that's like that. honestly the one I want to go with as well. Yeah, I am honestly was going to go with that as well. So we're I mean, sleeping. I've, I've seen 13th. 13th is actually pretty good. And I've heard a lot of good things of uh, OJ Made in America. So it's basically between those three. Yeah. I've not heard of the other ones, and I've heard of all those three. So, All right, best directing. <clears throat> so now we got this is where we kind of decide. Is it going to be a split? year or are they gonna go together it's gonna be a split year i'm predicting i, I uh, predict as well but guys 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 we gotta we gotta read them we've got arrival hacksaw ridge la la land manchester by the sea and moonlight everyone just just cross off mel gibson right away he, he made it this far but this is as far as we're gonna let him get yeah 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 but no, honestly, I'm going to go with Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. I think they're going to split the award again this year, and I think they can't pass up the opportunity to give it to like the the first African American director to win the award. Oh, really? I, I mean, didn't even he, know he that. He fully deserves it. No, I on, no, like, I understand. Any measure, but I'm saying that also you you want that landmark. Yeah, you you want that landmark. Also, you want to make up for everything that happened last year, I think. Like, I'm not saying it's right. I think he deserves to win as well. But I'm saying that's they're going to try and cover their butts a little bit this this year, I think. But I also agree. I think Moonlight deserves it and probably gets it. Even though I think Damien Chazelle does great um, it, for La La Land, I, I just think... Moonlight's such a such a powerful movie, and if they're going to split the vote, that's the way it's going to happen. It's going to be La La Land, Best Picture, Moonlight Directing. David? Let me tell you, let me tell you my opinion. All right. Tell us that opinion. You already, you already, you already know it's Rival. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If, what if Rival just comes in and sweeps every category? And we'll be like, oh my god. Best costume design. All right. Best costume design. We've got Allied, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, 
Florence Foster Jenkins, Boo, Jackie, <laughs> and La La Land. I think La La Land takes it. I'm going to go with La La Land as well. David, uh, what do you think? What was, what was before La La Land? Jackie. Like, one more for that. Uh, Florence Foster, Florence Foster Jenkins. Jenkins. One more. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I think I hate this movie less than I hate La La Land. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really saying something for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I just heard you talk about it for like too long. I'm going to keep talking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna. You mean you didn't listen to our like 50 minute spoiler? Yeah. <laughs> no, I I got the I got the vinyl in. I've been listening to that. I found like a for real theater poster that I'm gonna try and get and get like a nice case for it. I'm very excited. I love that movie. Uh, best cinematography. We've got Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. I think La La Land gets it. I think Arrival gets it purely on the one scene where they um, the gravity when gets all messed up and they have to walk like awkwardly up into the alien spaceship. Oh uh, yeah, there's that. I think if uh, I think the one part in Arrival that really deserves the cinematography is when like it wasn't even planned, I guess, but when they're flying over and you see the UFO for the first time, and then the uh, like the fog, not whatever. What are they? What is that called? Fog, right? Mist? Yeah, mist or whatever. Fog is like rolling over the hills. That's kind of what... I guess that wasn't even planned. That just was something that happened. And they're like, we gotta get this now. <laughs> for uh, for it's gone. Aaron, what do you think for cinematography? Uh, La La Land, right? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's okay. the only choice. Um, best animated feature. God, I want Kubo to win so bad. Alright, we got Kubo on the two strings. We've got Moana. We've got My Life as a Zucchini. What is that movie? It's like I Am Bread. <laughs> like I Am Mayo or whatever. <laughs> um, so the Red Turtle in Zootopia. I give it to Zootopia. I give it to Zootopia as well. But I think Kubo should win. Yep, I agree. We're on the same same I, front on that one. What I do you think? Zootopia. All right. Sweeping the animated. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we've settled that one. Yeah. Um, best supporting... Okay. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress. We have Viola Davis in Fences. Naomi yep. Harris in Moonlight. You really think Viola Davis wins? I think Viola Davis wins. Interesting. I'll write you down already then. Um, we've got Naomi Harris know. in Moonlight. <laughs> Nicole Kidman in Lion. Like, why? we got Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures. And we've got Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. The girl in Hidden Figures is saying it. You th- really? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this one. I think, Aaron, you might be right about Fences. But I'm going to split our votes. We've been kind of voting together recently. And I think we're going to give it to Naomi Harris. She I mean, is- she would deserve it. I she probably. I haven't seen Fences, obviously. Right. This is Actually, that's only the only film I, from these set of nominees I've seen. But I still think she would deserve it. Yeah. Like, she would be my pick for who should win. Okay, yeah. I think who should win. I've not seen a more affecting performance this year than from Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. Nothing has really touched me as much as that. Like, there's one scene in that movie where I'm like, holy crap. But, honestly, 
any of these people, I'd be okay with winning it. I've, I've not seen Fences yet, and maybe not Nicole Kidman, because she's I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Nicole Kidman, but, I mean, I'd be okay with Octavia Spencer and Naomi Harris, so... Uh, guys, uh, what about the actress in a leading role? We've got Isabel Hooper in Elle. We've got Ruth Nega in Loving. We've got Natalie Portman in Jackie. Emma Stone in La La Land. Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. I'm going to go with Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a given. More, more yeah, than anything. Yeah, I'm going to go I, with that as well. Yeah. Has she won one before? No. That, yeah, I'm going to go with her. David, what do you think? And what? In, in La La Land. Oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> David, just accept that this is going to win. It's going to win, like, everything. If you don't bet for it in something, you're going to lose this competition. Yeah. You want me to read your choices again, or are you good? Yeah, give me one, give me one more time. Okay. Yeah, read them through we one more time. Isabel Hooper in L. We've got Ruth Nega in Loving. Natalie Portman in Jackie. Emma Stone in La La Land and Meryl Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins, a person who does not deserve this nomination. They just love Meryl Streep way too much. Yeah, I'm going to take the less, the, well, it's the worst evil, but it's the evil that is right. Give it to Emma Stone. Okay. We've got Best Supporting Actor. Here we go. I can't pronounce names. Uh, Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel in Lion, and Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals. It's definitely uh, Marshall yeah, Ali. I for sure. I completely like, agree. Pretty much guaranteed at this point. And also, he's my pick for who should win. Yeah, he won my. He won the Aaron. Same, same for best uh, supporting performance. I'm hopping on that bandwagon. All right. While well, we've pretty much agreed on both uh, the past two ones. Let's see if we can agree on best actor in a leading role. Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. This is where Uh, it gets tricky. It's going to be Casey Affleck. Yeah, it is. Even though... uh, Who should win? Probably not him. No... For this reasons is, to do yeah. outside of his performance. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, like, he, he did do the best job this year, and that's, like, such a weird distinction to make that we have to be like, you're a horrible human being, but you gave the best performance. Like, how do you even... Like, it's such a weird concept of separating those things, and I don't know. I feel like the Oscar... I feel like the Academy's not going to have a problem at all uh, separating those things. I think a lot of people will, uh, but I don't know. I think he gets it. What do you think, David? But Denzel Washington, man. Hey, that would be their chance to give him uh, another another Oscar. I don't think he's strong. He has a strong enough pull on that, though. No. So go, you, go, you, three for, go three for three. Three for three. Wow. Well, now here's where we get a little, maybe a little dicey. We've got a rival for best picture. Yeah, okay, throw it down. A rival, it is. All right. Well, we can already put David down. <laughs> and yeah. I think Aaron, you and I are pretty sure on what's going to win. But let's read them out anyway. Uh, best picture nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, 
Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. La La Land. It's going to be La La Land. Yeah. I think if anything does win other than that, Moonlight's getting a weird out of out of nowhere win that no one expects. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be totally unexpected. I think No, I think it's the ne- I think it deserves it, but I think what it is is like La La Land has just been so burned into our minds as this is what's going right. to win. It would be I'd be so surprised. But, I would be happy for it. Here's the thing. I I'm predicting La La Land will win, but I think Arrival should win. Oh my god. Even though Arrival was number three on my list of the year and La La Land was number two, but I think Arrival should win because it would be the first sci fi film to win Best Picture. <sighs> That's a good point. And it's been far too long for that to, you know, be the case. There's you know, like, no way that happens. <laughs> there is literally no way that that is I how this goes it's down. Not going to win. I'm just saying it should win. Maybe the Academy should learn to have more diverse tastes. Yeah, maybe in the year that we don't have La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. If it was just Lion, Hidden Figures, Hell or High Water, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, and Arrival, I think Arrival maybe takes it. But even then, you're dealing with Fences... And you're dealing with hidden figures, movies that they would want to give the best picture to. So I think Arrival is just their kind of, hey, kids, you like uh, you like movies? <laughs> we like them too, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's our predictions. Uh, we'll be talking more about them in the upcoming weeks. Um, who knows? Maybe David will win. Maybe Arrival will sweep. Watch. We don't know. It might happen. But we kind of know. Uh, guys, let's talk about the upcoming movies of the week. Oh, You're not real! You're not real. It's, it's an interesting week. Let's start with the one that, like, why are they making this? Uh, we got Rings. <laughs> okay. Is this, like, a sequel? Yeah, it's or... like the third Ring movie. So... This is kind of crossover with what we've been watching, but I actually, this week, oh, set out and no. watched the two Rick movies, <laughs> so I would be prepared for this one. They're so bad. Are you, so, are you excited? No. <laughs> but I, is, okay, so I enjoyed go the first this. one. I enjoyed the first one. Okay. Did not enjoy the second one. No. And then I watched the third tra- the trailer for this new one, and I was like, this looks a lot more like the second movie than it does the, th- the first movie. Yeah. So I feel like it's not going to be good. Are you going to go see it? Probably not in theaters, no. No, no, no. I, I don't like either of the Rings movies. Those were like some of the first horror movies I've ever seen. And it's probably the reason I just didn't watch many until... I mean, also, I was kind of a kid, so it did scare me. But I was also like, this is just kind of like the same thing. Like, one and two are basically the same movie. Why did we make two? not, though. Yeah. Because the first one's kind of like this more suspenseful, like, mystery thriller kind of thing with the ghost element. Whereas the second one is just kind of like this generic supernatural possession story. Well, You're just like, who cares? Yeah, but what it is is, like, they took the natural evolution of that first one where the first one eventually goes with it and they just keep that note throughout the entire second film and it, it feels just so broken as, as a movie to me i'm like yeah probably just watch aren't weren't they japanese films first yeah probably just watch those i'm sure much better than what we've got here maybe 
So although I, I do want to watch those because uh they recently released the crossover film between the ring and the grudge. Oh my god. It, they finally they gave it a, a North American release recently. Dude, remember on like the sh- the Shudder streaming service, I think. Uh, got the, the got the rights or something. Remember when those were like the two biggest things? Like everyone was like the grudge is like the scariest movie ever. And now you watch it now and you're like, "Uh, guys, no." Like, no. Yeah, Guys, I, I want to know. Sorry, off topic. Moonlight star, Mashur Shalala Ali. I'm sorry, I Sure. Um, won a, a SAG award, which I have Sag. no idea what that is. Screen, Screen Actors, Actors Guild. Sure. I mean, he yeah. Won an award. Uh, well, yeah, because yeah, he's we... going to win this Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, back to, <laughs> back to the movie that looks so garbage. It was going to come out in October. It got pushed to February. That's definitely not a sign of confidence to push your no. anticipated horror film out of October. Oh, no, I'm talking about the next film, too. Both of these. Oh, what? Li- yeah. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Rings. Oh, I was moving on to the next one, but yeah, both. Oh, I just Rings was supposed to come I just out realized, October. yes, both of these movies got pushed to this date. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Rings... Don't go see it. Uh, I will see it. Oh, yeah. On when it's free. Um, the Space Between Us, guys. You've seen the trailer. You've seen the movie. Who needs to go anymore? <laughs> uh, this movie looks awful. I can't. It's see like Jacob they saw about... The Martian, and they're like, hey, why don't we make that for for tweens? It's like Muppet Babies, Just... but with, it's like Martian Babies. <laughs> it, it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so Jacob. Cheesy. I'm sorry. I put you in a box. I'm like, this looks like a movie Jacob's gonna want to go. Oh watch. no, 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 no! Like, here's the thing: is it an interesting concept? I suppose if you did it correctly. I mean, you got the right actors here. You got Asa Butterfield. You got Gary Oldman. Got that girl from uh, from Tomorrowland, who I think is charming in oh, her own is that way. Her? Yeah. Which is like, it's basically the same movie. She's was in uh, Tomorrowland, and now she's in this other road trip with someone who doesn't realize, like, social norms kind of movie. Um, no, I got you. Yeah, it, I, I really just, no. Just no. I'm going to say no with this one. Um. Sounds like you got, on, got an old timey car on the other side of the, the, side of the Skype call. Uh, guys, let's uh, talk about Renegades, a film that was going to come out this week but disappeared from the upcoming movies list uh, just recently. Got pushed to September. Aaron's the one who pointed this out to me. I wouldn't well, yeah, have even I known. I had never heard of this film, so I looked it up, and then the, like the first thing that came up when I googled it was like Renegades gets pushed to. October or July or whenever. I think it was September. Whenever it's coming out now. September. Sure. Yeah. So. It looks so dumb. It looks so dumb. I still didn't. I actually didn't end up watching the trailer. For oh, it, my God. I Googled that and then I texted you that it was pushed back. But I never ended up watching the trailer. Though. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it more in September. But it's basically uh, these. These. Uh, military types find out that there's French Nazi gold at the bottom of some lake, so they go and try and steal the gold, but then the military's against them because they're going rogue. They're renegades, as they say. And J.K. Simmons is in it, and you're like, God, J.K. Simmons, you're better than this. But, yeah. 
All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> I don't, we'll talk about it more in September, but yeah. Guys, what have you been watching this week? We'll hide and you count and come find us. Okay, Daddy. No, no, not Daddy. I'm the nice fish who wants to be your friend. Okay? Okay, Daddy. No. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Very interested in knowing. If you, do you mind if I go first? Go I got. I just got a couple, and uh, I want to mention, Aaron. I, I started Black Mirror on your recommendation. I've only Good. seen the first Good. episode so far, um, but I'm planning on watching some more soon, hopefully. Now, just to clarify, that was the the official first episode, or is that the first episode of the that Netflix? Because I think when I first tried to start watching it, like it the starts around season three. Up was the Netflix season? Yeah, but no, like, I, I started I season one. First official episode okay so okay. with the prime minister right yeah oh my god <laughs> this show is so horribly demented in like the best way possible um it really is just like a darker version of twilight zone but in the 21st century and i love it for that um i don't know that i want to talk spoilers because i mean each episode is its own self-contained thing but uh, just the first episode alone, the, the themes of, like, how quickly you can ruin a man's reputation with, like, internet, with, like, the connections that we have today, it, it's horrifying without being, like, it's not, like, a horror episode, but it's also, like, holy crap, man, like, we are just so connected now, like, nothing can disappear, nothing can be gone forever, and it's really, really freaks me out sometimes, so that was a great first episode, I'm excited to get in, it's only like three episodes for the first season, like six for season two, and then I think maybe six for season three. I don't remember exactly. I looked, but I it's can't six, remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to watch more of that. I think my plan for TV shows is to watch that, watch Game of Thrones, God willing, <laughs> um, and then... You're still planning on on getting back to that? I'm, I'm going to. I want to watch it before the new season, because I want to watch this season concurrently with people so i can actually talk about it but you know the time hasn't ticked down yet you know like my doomsday clock to when game of thrones hasn't like kicked in or i'm like i need to start watching this now um well i mean is the actual doomsday clock not working for you yeah that's like two and a half minutes two and a half minutes right now or whatever <laughs> we're all dead um no but yeah there's that and then after that i do want to start watching all of arrow all of flash all of supergirl all of legend of tomorrow i want to get caught up on that prison break before that no 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 prison break doesn't interest me i'm sorry it just there's nothing in it that i'm like i need to watch prison break well maybe if you watch the cw dc shows and then you see yeah maybe two actors then you'll be like now there's something in it maybe see more of these two but crazy ex-girlfriend season two is on february 11th a few weeks February 11th, it says. So, I'll, I'll be binging that ASAP. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I saw Lion in theaters. I went, I went to go see that. I made a day of it. Um, a movie that I don't think deserves Best Picture nomination, as I've said. Uh, but a good movie, nonetheless. Uh, it feels... Weird. Like, you know, it's like the... It's the same problem I have with some movies where it's like, it feels like you have a good idea here. Like, you're obviously telling the story of this kid who, who got lost in India and 
found his way home 25 years later. I mean, it's a true story. Um, and I like that aspect of it, but it just feels like it's missing something. Even though it's this movie that feels like it should be so, like, emotional and so heartfelt, it never really has the amount of heart that I think it should have. And I think that's really what holds it back um, from being great. Because other than that, performances are great. Uh, the kid, God, I have to think of that kid's name. He's really great for it being, I think, his first film. So let me look up his name. But uh, Dev Patel is really great. Uh, Nicole Kidman, who, I mean, I said earlier, not a big fan of Nicole Kidman. I think for the small amount of time she's in this movie, I think she does just fine. Uh, she has a really good scene. Um, let's see, what's his name? His, his name is Sonny Pawar. Um, he was amazing. Uh, he, not like quite as good as Jacob Tremblay, I think, because in Room, because Jacob Tremblay was amazing in Room, but I think he probably should have gotten a nomination. You know, take it away from Cassie, Casey Affleck, give it to Sonny Pawar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this kid hasn't ruined the lives of two women or anything, you know. Maybe just better to give it to him. Not yet, but... <laughs> I I have faith in this kid. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so that's Lion, I think. Uh, I, I've been doing this thing. I want to see every Best Picture candidate before um, the actual Academy Awards. So, uh that was on my quest to do that. And I think it was just fine. Ended up around uh, number 20 for me. So, I mean, not horrible. Not not my favorite, but still good. Um, and then I saw Hidden Figures. A film I actually greatly enjoyed. A film I did not expect to like, like as much as I did. Uh, it ended around my top 10. I don't know that I would exactly put it in my top 10, but it's 10, 11, 12 territory. Um, right on the cusp. Right, yeah, right on the cusp. Aaron, what do you? What is that? What is that smile what? about? Oh, oh nothing. No, okay, I thought you were laughing about my love for this movie. No, um, so the movie starts. I, I wasn't digging it too much the first twenty minutes or so. The dialogue was really hokey. It felt very like too too sugary sweet. You know, like oh mom, when are you coming home? Like you've been gone for three hundred hours. It's like oh my god, we get it. Like it's. Child actors, never a good idea, I think, except for Sonny. Sonny was good. But in a movie like this, a movie where the stakes are already high enough, the stakes are high. You know, they're building a rocket. There are race relations in here. There, there, are, there are, like, uh, uh, you know, sexist people in this movie. Like, there are so many already high tensions. You don't need to throw kids into it. And, like, the first beginning, I'm like, the kids are going to be a big part, aren't they? They aren't. They eventually just aren't in it too much. I'm like, good. Because I get it, she's a single mom, it's a big deal, but still, we don't need that to be a big part of this. But, also in this movie, Mahash, I can't say names, Mahashala, Mahashala Ali, yeah, does, does good in here too. I'm like, hey, he's in Moonlight, I'm like, good for him. And I'm like, hey, Janelle Monae's in this movie, she's in Moonlight, good for her. <laughs> but uh, it's really funny, because she's been in like a couple movies before this, and... This is really her two first real big roles in their two Academy Award nominated movies. So it's just, it's funny that she's gotten this good of a break. Um, yeah, I think she's great in this. I think uh, I got to remember her name. She's in 
Empire. The lead in Empire. What is her name? Oh, uh, yeah. I know that girl. Cookie. Yeah. Yeah, Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, yeah, her real name. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that, that, is, that isn't her real you, name? I thought you were looking for No, her no. Um, Taraji P. Henson, Gosh. she's amazing. She has a great scene in this movie. Um, really emotional. Uh, we got Octavia Spencer, who's just great in everything she's in, so... Uh, you got Kevin Costner. That's who that was. Not Kevin Costner. I knew that was Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is in this movie. And I was like, why does she look so familiar? <laughs> it's Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> that, was, that was her name not on the poster. <laughs> yeah, Jim Parsons is good, too. Um, you know, for being... Is he or does he just, like, play the same character? He really doesn't. Always. He's a real big racist in this movie, which is surprising. You're like, oh, dude, come on, man. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like this movie a lot. I think it deserves all the praise it's getting. I think it deserves all the money it's getting, obviously, too. Huge hit at the box office. And uh, I'm happy. And it just makes me happy to see movies about space that are like, we need to go find those cool rocks and stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> they're cool rocks, and that's what they were finding. You know, you got uh, no, it's, it's it's big rocks with cool stuff. Big rocks with um, cool stuff. <laughs> I can never remember my own quote. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't because it's a terrible pitch for space. <laughs> no, it's an amazing pitch. <laughs> yeah, so that that was uh, that was that, and then um, gosh, I think that might have been it. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. I feel like I watched a TV show, but I can't remember what it is now. Oh, no. I just watched... It wasn't a TV show. I was like, I don't want to watch an episode of Black Mirror right now. Like, that's a little heavy for my dinner. So I watched uh, John Mulaney's New in Town, one of my favorite stand-up specials. So I was like, yeah, I'll just laugh and look at my phone and eat some food while I watch a... Have something on in the background. And man, God, that... That party... Those party stories always get me. But all right. David, what do, you, what do you got for us this week? So, I'm going to open up with one of the biggest things I watched. I watched Split. Yeah? How was that? Split. How was that? Alright, I have to dance and you have tread to dance. very lightly. Don't spoil The it, delicate you know. dance. That I really want to see this movie. So, I know. Yeah. And? It, it was enjoyable. <laughs> the lead actor, mm-hmm. who's also... James McAvoy. James Matt, well, that is him, but he's also um, an Professor actor. X. He does a phenomenal job. Yeah, he's got the range, I think, so that's good. He does have the range. He, he, it's not, oh, I think he does. He, this man has the range, I'll tell you that much. I was just like, holy crap. Um, it's M. Night Shyamalan. I, I, I really can't say a lot because like the things I want to talk about are spoilerish. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it. To the most that I could have. How was how was the female lead? Uh, what's her name? Anya Taylor Joy. She was uh, she yeah, was dreary, kind of unforgettable. Well, not, not <laughs> no, kind of forgettable in my opinion. Wow, oh, that's sad. I think but, she was really great in The Witch, so I, I want to see her have a great career. So hopefully, it, it goes like I, like that's the way her character was supposed to be. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I don't really care, like, because you know how you always want to care for the people that, like, are taken or whatever? They really didn't care about any of these girls. I was like, 
Uh, you guys can die. Like, I'm not worried. I really just want to see all these personalities. <laughs> really but unempathetic. It, yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> okay. Um, you can die. It's all right. I, I didn't get to see all of his personalities. That's kind of a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, well, that's like, the thing. You know, when they when they say a number that high, you never... I mean, I didn't expect but, to see all of them. But what, what I went home to my research, I guess there's like a three and a half hour cut. Oh, my God. Everything. Too long. <laughs> of, of that, then that's the one that M. Night Shyamalan wanted. And I guess that's I did have every single two hours longer. Like, that's insane. <laughs> so... Okay. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. I mean, you you you, sh- you should watch it. I mean, I'll probably watch the extended cut too. Oh, I'm yeah, interested. Like three hours, yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, yeah, you guys just have to watch the movie until I can talk about it more because there's so much writing I'm... on on it that I can't just ah. But uh, I I'm almost done with Breaking Bad. I have two episodes left, and I will finish them up. Probably this week. I need to watch that too. You know, I just said my whole TV plan, and that's one I that I need to watch. Then <clears throat> you should. The final season, season, what is it? Five? Is there five? Yeah, it's season five. five. Favorite season, hands down. It's. Oh, yeah. That's the best season. Definitely. Well, Walter White is. Like, him as a character, I'm just like, holy crap, this man is. A madman. I love it. It's great. Mm hmm. And I can't, yeah, it's, as Aaron, like when I, when I remember Aaron said a while ago, they knew exact, AMC knew exactly where they were going with the show, how long it was going to be and what they needed to do. And I, and you can tell that like by watching it, it's not like, oh, like we're going to like drag out these episodes because we don't know where we're heading. No, they knew. Mm-hmm. They had it written. Like it's all done, and, I, and it makes you. Uh, that much you don't need the Nikki and Paolo <laughs> episode. <laughs> right, exactly. I love I the love, Nikki I and love, Paolo episode, though. Just to be clear, <laughs> I love Jesse's character. Like mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse's still one of my favorite parts of the show. I don't know why I like Jesse so much, but uh, because Aaron Paul and he's so lovable. I know it's Aaron Paul, and I just gotta swear at you, Aaron Paul. Make me happy. <laughs> Okay. And, and <laughs> trying to think what else. Oh, yep, and I'm officially on season three of Dexter. I'm like middle-ish of season three now. Season three is okay. Yeah. So not terrible, but it's not nearly as good as the first two. Am, am I allowed, I forgot. Am I allowed to spoil this, Jacob? I don't care. I was just pulling about because your microphone uh, was going crazy. Sorry. It's a hard um, I didn't like how, like, okay, season two ended weirdly, like, right. with Lila, and my one big complaint is that, like, so Lila, like, went back to, pa- like, she's from London, so, but she went to Paris, right? Mm-hmm. And then somehow he knew that she didn't go to home to London, to Paris, and then he was able to get home, get find her wherever she went, and then kill her without knowing where she, like, he obviously knew she went, like, overseas, but he, he had no idea where. The fact that he just, like... Oh, like here's a postcard, and it, I guess it didn't really give you a time frame, so maybe you could have yeah. researched all that. The the whole ending of season two is <clears throat> really abrupt. Yeah, like just like the 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 resolution of all of their plot threads for that season. So it's well, just they're like burn it, 
was like, literally just burn it. Okay. okay. That's that's like that's like why it's not as good as the first one, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, Even I really, though it's it's pretty solid, still. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but just the ending, was like, cause I, Lila's character was interesting, like with her connivingness and stuff. But I like the ending of the first season a lot better than than in the second, cause ending the second was kind of like, ugh. But and third is third's all right. Got some stuff happening. It's really weird how he's got, uh, <laughs> got some the stuff lawyer happening. Friend. The lawyer friend just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's the facial hair. Right. He's got the stash and like just this little chin strap thing. That's <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. But I'm still chugging along. Still, I'm gonna finish it. Chug it. And that's literally all I've watched until his know. will to live breaks because it's so bad. <laughs> We'll see. And, you know, that's it's just an interesting exercise, I think, for people listening to the show. Every week we get to hear David's, like, just willpower break with Dexter. It's already started to happen. Oh. He started out, it's amazing. It's all right. Season three's okay. It's like, it's just going to get to this point. It's just going to keep breaking down. It's such an interesting character study, I think. It's just, it's going to be well, great. Well, like, the fact, of, the fact of the matter is that I'm going to finish this no matter what. Because I, I only watch TV at work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's I'd rather I'd rather watch Dexter than just sit there and like talk to people like I did. <laughs> you, you think that now, but I would rather do a lot of things than watch Dexter season eight again. <laughs> the, the funniest thing is, Aaron, is that people are like, "Oh my god, like the the ending is so good." I was like, "Oh, what is it?" I'm like, "I don't I don't know the ending, but I know Aaron like." said it's like the worst ending to it, a TV show of all time. So yes, like I'm exactly. like, what are these? T-? So now like. I, even though I don't know the ending, I'm like, do I look Who down? Who do you believe, David? Well, I believe you, but, <laughs> but I'm like, should I just ju- should I judge and look down on them, even though I yes. haven't like, seen it myself? Okay. Yes. And, any, anyone who automatically shun. season eight is good television is just worthless. <laughs> just, wow. Just terrible. Worst wow. people that talk in the movie theater. Oh. I'm, I'm adding a new <laughs> wow. when, I, when I saw Split, there was... There was Dude, half the theater was talking. I don't know why. Quick story before we move was, on. Was it just like one couple? You know, sometimes like, hey, oh my god, do yeah. That. No, it was like six different couples. I was like, what are you doing? No, it's getting horrible. I don't know what's happening because I went to go see Lion, oldest lady I've ever seen in a movie theater, sat right in front of me, and her phone rang several times, and she kept picking up hello, hello oh, during the movie. Yeah, she did. And it was, like, her daughter or something. And she's like, okay, bye. And would hang up and would, like, look at her phone and scroll for a little bit. The brightest. Like, she didn't even turn on the brightness because her stupid eyes can't see it anymore. She's so old. I would have poured my popcorn on her. I'm just kidding. If you're old, whatever. But this lady was just horrible. And then, yeah, just several times I'm like, this is horrible. And eventually it got better. But still, at the beginning, I'm like, come on, man. And then Hidden Figures... These, this, these two ladies that sat, like, maybe a few seats away from me, talking the whole time, like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, man, that's horrible. Like, do they feel like they have to justify it to themselves that they're telling themselves it was horrible? So they're like, I'm not a racist. I thought hidden figures, I thought segregation was bad. See? I'm not a racist. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It was horrible. <laughs> Just, anyway. David, what else you got? Or is that it? That's all. Aaron, then what do you got for us? All right. I'm going to start with the most exciting 
of the things I watched. I watched the pilot for Riverdale. The oh, CW God. oh God! How I is that? Love the show, like, <laughs> like straight up love it. No, you do not. Do you really? Sincerely, somewhat ironically, love the show. What? What? I, I somewhat. No, I get what you're it, saying, but why? It is entertaining. It is just watching these characters. <laughs> in live action <laughs> it works for me you know i'm like i want i want to see more of this like you got you got the, the actress who plays betty is mm-hmm. just like perfect and i was like this this is exactly like betty come to life oh my god and then you got this whole murder mystery element like going underneath it and you're like it's way it's too like dark for archie right why did it they take this? Weird. Why did they take this route? That's such a weird the route to take. Part though is, I the the one part of the show that's just gonna bug me though is that he's having an as Archie is having an affair with his teacher. What? It's, yes. What? <laughs> what in God's name is this show? <laughs> Like, it's such a weird show with so many inexplicable creative choices, but that's kind of <laughs> what makes it enjoyable. Oh, Lord. It's like, I can't believe this show was actually made. I have to watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, you've so, got me hooked. I'm, I might watch this. With this show. <laughs> so who does, who does uh, the Sprouse Boy play? Jughead. Okay, okay. He was, he wasn't in very much of the pilot. He mm-hmm. only shows up like briefly at the end, but okay. Hopefully, there'll be more of him. Yeah, in the future, I'm sure you can get those sweet Disney Channel acting chops on there. This feels every promo I saw for this show. It looks so much like an ABC Family show. It's like this. Did this get pitched to ABC Family, and it, they were it, like, it kind of "I don't is. want it." It it, it kind of. Is. Oh my god. It's, it's my new guilty pleasure. Oh my god! Not not once upon a time. Not once upon a time anymore, huh? What? Once so disappointing. Oh my god! Once upon a time is now they're on a break. No, but that's not your guilty pleasure. How am I supposed to like accept that Dexter season eight is the worst thing ever? If you're throwing utter trash like this around, it is. A highly enjoyable show. Hey, you, you like I said, you got me hooked. I'm probably gonna watch this now. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna like hate myself. You're supposed to watch. Yeah, this is one episode a week. No, That's no, no. different. <laughs> it's not like a binge show. <sighs> well, what else you been watching, anyway. Aaron? So also, I finished up watching No Tomorrow because I uh, finally put that on Netflix. Did it get canceled? Well, like, it hasn't been officially canceled yet, mm. but, like, I it's stopped canceled. watching it after it came back from winter break because I'm like, it, there's no way this is getting renewed. I'm just going to wait for it to hit Netflix because of that new uh, deal that right. makes the seasons come up eight days after the finale. So I finished watching the end of the season. It was actually a really great ending note for the for the season, though, and the show. You know, if it's not renewed, it's satisfying enough. Okay. I think, I think the show... It was, like, really good at the start, 
And I think it kind of like lost its focus in the middle. And then like at the end, it like found it again and it was a really good finale. Okay. So like, I'd probably recommend the show. I enjoyed it. Even if it's just like a one, one season show, I'm like, I enjoyed my time with it. Okay, that's good. Glad I got one season out of it. All right. Good to know. I might, I was looking at that on Netflix the other day. And I'm like, should I start this? And I'm like, eh, I'll wait. See if it gets. I mean, at, at this point, it's just going to be a thirteen episode commitment. Yeah, there's yeah. no way it's getting renewed. No. So what anyway. else? What else? So movies. Okay, movies, movies, I, movies. I think I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this last week. Did I mention that I watched Finding Dory? No, you didn't. All right. Well, I watched Finding Dory finally. You know who else watched Finding Dory today? Who? Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I, I read that. <laughs> I love the little clip where they're like, Birth of a Nation might be a little closer to what his supporters believe, but he settled for Finding Dory nonetheless. It's like, oh, God. I think Birth of the Nation was the first yeah, it was. movie screened in the White House. Well, that was their point. It was like, yeah, this has been a thing ever since Woodrow Wilson watched Birth of a Nation. And he's like, even though that's probably the better movie for him, <laughs> like, I think Finding Dory is the right press move right now. Right, so I I kind of agree with you in some as in in some respects though. Let's see. Yeah, it's not in that great. it feels very rushed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like uh, extremely rushed. They're like, how are we gonna get all the way across the ocean? Yeah. Oh, two minutes later. Oh, we're there. All the way. Yeah. That's not the movie. But, okay. No. Sure, no. That, that was solved. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed it. Not like not one of Pixar's best, but. Very enjoyable. I like the new characters. Animation is yeah. great as always, obviously. Pretty funny. So yeah. I don't think it we needed it. Like it no. obviously I don't think no. it ever justified itself as a sequel, but Or even for existing film. Especially that whole end sequence, which is just like, Are you kidding me? This is a this is like something out of a DreamWorks movie and now Pixar is like, let's have the fish drive the car. <laughs> Like, this is so dumb. Why? It didn't bug me. Oh, fine. my God. It's so dumb. They had toys driving a car in the Toy Story movie. But, yeah, and that's not good either. <laughs> like, it's such... It's like... I, it, the toys had the ability to get their license. They're more human than fish. That's true. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what he's talking I haven't seen Toy Story <laughs> 2 in so long. Um, okay, anyway. Yeah, Finding Dory. I also watched... I, I watched The Ring 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like the first one. Second one didn't like... Uh, watched... Because... Okay, so my dad saw this in theaters. He It was uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh, God. Because this was when he was watching... He was watching Mad Men when I was watching Mad Men. So this movie comes out like right when he's finishing Mad Men. He's like, oh, John Ham's in that. <laughs> go see that. Go Did take he... the entire family to see that. No... So, like, I wasn't with them, but then they really enjoyed it. Wait, what? So he bought the DVD, and he gave me the digital copy. So I'm like, I guess I'll watch this Oh, no. You still haven't even watched Life After Beth, but you're going to watch Keeping Up with the Joneses. It's a Life After Beth. (laughs) Patience, patience, because I have to watch Keeping Up with the Joneses. I mean, it wasn't appallingly awful. (laughs) <clears throat> okay. There's 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 a, f- a few funny moments. Yeah, I mean Isla Fisher. I'm assuming is good. 
Yeah, I mean, you got a great cast. With yeah. Ella Fisher, Dunham, Gal Gadot. So, I mean, but, like, the script is just really not funny. Like, it's it's just a really bland movie, just kind of like one of those, like, date night movies where you're yeah. like, hey, wouldn't that be fun if that was us? And we were caught up in, like, spy business. Wouldn't that be great? Which is basically just the movie Date Night <laughs> with it, Steve Carell. It's Carellin. very similar to Date Night, yeah. but not as funny. It no, was really predictable, good. too. It's, like, aggressively predictable. Like, <laughs> it annoyed me. It's, like, ten minutes in, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. I, I know every single twist. There were There's, like, multiple twists in the movie, and I was like, here are all the twists that are going to happen in the order that are going to happen. I've never heard the phrase aggressively predictable. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm going to use it, but I've never heard it. <laughs> Well, that's how I would describe this movie. All right. So, also this week, I watched this film, Ghost in the Shell, in... Oh, the the, the anime. ...of the upcoming movie. I don't know if... It, it, I, the upcoming movie does not look good. No. Especially after I've seen this film. And then I watched, I watched the trailer for the live-action remake again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like completely missing the point. Because okay. I, I really, I actually honestly really enjoyed these, or, the original movie, though. Okay. Like, just uh, great animation and pretty, like, surprisingly interesting storyline. Like, it's pretty dark, pretty uh, thrilling. And then, like, they get into a lot of uh, philosophical themes, which is pretty interesting. Like, they, they it's a fairly interesting movie from that respect. Right. But I I do think it has like some struggles where like that, like a lot of anime tends to have where it's like very exposition heavy. Yeah. And then it kind of bugs you. You're like, can you, can you just like stop talking and like show us things more? Yeah. It's why every anime video game is 120 hours. (laughs) Like, no, too long. It needs to happen, Jacob. I, I suppose. I, I, I thought the ending was like a bit abrupt. Like mm. it's just like didn't it like there was like this huge plot thread running through that they're just kind of like, well, here's a sentence to resolve that spoken by some guy who's just like completely unrelated. All right. But on the whole, I actually honestly really enjoyed this movie. Now, where'd I you watch this? Actually, recommend it. Uh, it was streaming free on Two uh, B TV. Dot com, which is like one just one of those okay. ad-based streaming services. Okay. All right. So now, the final things I've been watching. As I've mentioned, I've been working my way through the AFI Top 100. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've watched a few more entries from that list. I watched okay. Sunset Boulevard, okay. which I greatly enjoyed. Like this, I sincerely enjoyed this movie. I understand why it's a classic and why people like it so much. Just like kind of like a very dark, like noir influenced uh, tale of like this Hollywood actress from like old silent movies. So I would highly recommend it. It's on Netflix to stream. When did this come out? 1950s. Okay. It's it's very interesting though, because like it it obviously takes place in Hollywood, but then they like actually have like real 
Hollywood stars playing themselves in the movie. Like, usually if it's, like, a film about Hollywood, like, say, La La Land, yeah. they'll have a bunch of, like, fake actors and actresses or whatever. Yeah, but this one, they weird. have, like, shoot, like, the protagonist of the film is this old silent movie star and she wants uh cecil b demille to direct a new movie for her with her starring and they actually have cecil b demille <laughs> playing cecil b. DeMille. and i was like what is this movie like how did they get away with this yeah that's interesting <laughs> and it's very interesting because he's kind of like maybe antagonistic is not the exact word but like right. he definitely like doesn't give like this actress everything she wants so it's very interesting, like, he's actually, like, a full... He, it's not like, you know, like, sucking up to him and being like, oh, he's this great director. It's just kind of like, hey, he's right. kind, of a, kind of a jerk in some respects, even though he's oh. playing himself, which was interesting. That's cool. It, it's always nice people can kind of either poke fun at themselves or kind of be like, hey, I'm playing myself, but I'm also playing a character. Uh, like Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold and Kumar movies, and <laughs> this is the end, and uh, all that. So that's I like when people can do that. That's always a good turn on for me for movies. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend that. Right. I also watched a DVD that has that has been lingering in my DVD collection <laughs> okay. for a long time. Uh, the Godfather Part Two. Have you seen Godfather Part One? Yeah, I've seen the first one. I know. I, <laughs> I, be like, no. I no. thought my, my my grandmother like was really into like mob movies like okay. that. Like got the Godfather and like The Sopranos was like one of her favorite TV shows. So oh, like man. I so I watched The Godfather for the first time with my grandparents. That's so weird. It was, it was a bit awkward. <laughs> now, now the only reason I didn't know if you had seen it was because I remember a while back asking you cuz they had on uh, oh, HBO, epic. yeah, the epic. So it, it had like extra scenes and scenes were like reordered and stuff. I'm like, should I just watch right. this? Or should I watch one and it two? Takes the first two movies and rearranges them in chronological order. Right. But I hadn't seen the second part yet. Okay. Until now. Right. I didn't know if you had seen the first one either. I don't. I couldn't remember if you had said anything about that. So no, that's I why I got first one. First one's great. Obviously, I haven't I'm seen late it. To the, I'd be late to the party it's, to recommend it. It's one of the flashback movies coming up, so I'll probably go uh, take a look at you that. Should. And The Godfather Part uh, 2, also excellent. The whole time watching, I was just like, hey, hey do you guys remember when uh, no, no. Al Pacino and Robert oh, okay. De Niro were great actors? I thought you were going to say <laughs> something else. I'm like, no, we don't want to talk about it. Never mind. Wait, what? <laughs> just Marlon Brando. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> no, he's not in the second one. Oh, he isn't? Good. No. Makes me excited to watch it. <laughs> um. But I was like, what happened to Al Pacino and Robert De Niro? Like, what did they do to their legacies? Yeah. Because yeah. they're so good in this. Yeah. Like, phenomenal. And also, just watching this, I feel like the epic might actually not be that bad of a way to experience it. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, the part two basically incorporates uh, the continuing story from the first, from the end of the first movie. But it also does flashbacks to, like, the Godfather's origins kind of thing. Okay. So I think it's it. There's some nice parallels when they mix the two together in this film, but I also think it could work well if you do put it in chronological order. So I mean, okay. if you still do have HBO, it might. I, yeah, I do. So I might. I don't know if it's still on there though. And I'm going to see the first one. I want to see it in theaters, so I'm yeah. probably gonna do that. Also, Gone with the Wind is this week. <laughs> so if I want to spend four hours at the movie theaters. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Will they still give an intermission or something? I I sincerely hope so. You know, it's on Wednesday, and I, I'm pretty free until David gets out of school on Wednesday, so I might just spend four hours after class just watching Gone with the Wind. Oh god, don't do that to yourself. Um, no, I don't know. But uh, all right, then yeah. finally. Oh wait, watch... wait, wait! I want I want to follow up your oh. Godfather two. You're, you're gonna watch Godfather three? <laughs> Are you gonna do it to um... yourself? I've heard it's I, horrible. I have to. I, I, I have to, you know. All right. Well, yeah, you do. I've, I, I, like, I I've like, heard I'm it gets crapped on a lot more. Yeah. yeah, those are definitely those get, no. after a while. No, I heard, I heard uh, 3 gets crapped on a lot, but it's really not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. That's just what I've heard, you know, anecdotally. Yeah, that's, that probably is the case, but... Uh. I will have to see it at some point. Yeah. But that one didn't make it on the uh, AFI uh, Top 100. I wonder why. The first two did. Yeah. (laughs) So finally, I also watched To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, okay. Which I had not actually seen before. I have not seen it either. Read the book, though. I did, yeah. English class. No. Were you in my group for that, or were we in separate classes? No, this is before we really knew each other. My English. All right. Yeah. What English class were you guys in, Modern Lit? No, it was it was English it too. It was the freshman English course, whatever it yeah. was. English too. I didn't read that book. No, because you could they, pick different they, ones. Like separated us into different groups, oh, and each group okay. had a different book, and I was yeah. just in that group. Yeah. Oh, I re- I read Fahrenheit four fifty four fifty one. Yeah. Whatever it's called, I forget the name. Uh, ba- uh, America in a few years. <laughs> oh wait, <and> sorry, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, so to kill a mockingbird. I like uh, unpopular opinion. It's not that great of a movie or they, of a story. Yeah, because I liked the story. Well, like, like the thing is, the courtroom stuff is phenomenal. Love like, me some Atticus courtroom. Finch, like his closing statements in the courtroom. You're like, this is like about as American as you can get, and it's extremely refreshing after uh, <laughs> the events. <laughs> Yeah. See someone, uh, an actual champion of American values. He's like, (laughs) these freedoms have to apply to all men or else we stand for nothing. And you're like, yes. (laughs) Oh, Atticus. Like, all the stuff, like, surrounding the courtroom stuff, it's like, eh. Yeah. That's how I felt about the book, too, honestly. Like,. Yeah. It's like give give me more of Atticus and the courtroom stuff. Right. And less of like these two children running around and Being doing kids. whatever. They Yeah. Kids suck. They don't need to be in movies. That's my final <laughs> statement. <laughs> so yeah, it was it's definitely a good movie. Definitely, you know, something that people should be watching, but I mean, it's it's just not a great movie in my opinion. Yeah. No, I understand you. All right. Not really. I can't wait to watch the reboot. No. It's going to happen one day. Let's just all get get that through our heads now. <laughs> Anything else? No, nope, that was it. All right, well, guys, let's move on to our recurring segment now. The up, oh. Not the upcoming movies. Oh, my God. Flashback. Uh, the top ten movies of all time. Our favorite top 10 movies, obviously. I mean, we can't objectively pick the top 10 movies of no, all time. Top 10 best movies. <laughs> I, I can. I don't know what Number you got <laughs> Number one, Dirty Arrival. Grandpa. <laughs> Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> Number two, Jackass 3D. <laughs> Number three, 
seeing your children again. And the future of the human race. <laughs> um, who wants to go first this week? We're on number. We're on number four. Don't think I mentioned that, but uh, we're here. I'll go first, well, I guess, since go, no one's go, jumping at it. All right, so my number four, guys, um, is a film that's about as American as it gets. You know, you know, you really oh recently you're just like, ah, oh, gosh, America, American man. Sniper. Yeah, yep, <laughs> nailed it. Love killing those kids it, in the it's, street. It's uh, birth of a nation. No, no. <laughs> It's Indiana Jones okay, yeah. and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Got the, punch, got, got the punch Nazis in the face <laughs> in that one, you know? That's American. Um, you no, know, uh, so Indiana Jones, um, I, I like to joke, I like to mess around and be like, oh yeah, uh, Temple of Doom is the best Indiana Jones. <laughs> Even though I think it's way better than everyone gives it credit for. I realize Raiders is by far the superior in the series. Um, and also just it has that more uh, nostalgic uh, feeling for me. Just based on, I remember watching this as a kid. Uh, my dad was like, hey, I mean, you like Star Wars. Let's watch, uh, I don't know, David's showing us something. <laughs> hey, you like Star Wars. Let's watch uh, Indiana Jones. I'm like, okay. And I remember just being utterly horrified by them opening up the, the Ark of the Covenant and their faces melting. I was like, I swear to God, I was like six or seven. Like, I was maybe a little too young to be seeing these things. And your dad just smiling, look how yeah. old it is. And you're like, Dad, what are you doing? Like, I used to be so afraid of movies. Like, honestly, you know that movie Babe? The pig? Yeah, the, with the pig? The movie terrified me. Not the pig, the monkey. I, as a kid, I was terrified of monkeys. They scared me so much. And nothing they did, just their look. I'm like, you're too close to being a human. I don't like you. <laughs> anyway. Um, but Indiana Jones, man. It's a movie that's stayed with me ever since. I, I like to watch it several times a year. Um, it's just such a great adventure where all of these pieces are just lining up and you're like, okay, now we have the staff and we have uh, the, the, God, what do you even call it? Now I can't think. The head of the staff or whatever. And, you know, now we got to go into the, the, the uh, cavern of souls and now we got to put it in this exact space and now we got to wait for the sun and now we got to wait for it to point exactly where we need to go. Then we need to go there. Then we need to go here. We need to find the ark. We need to get it out. You know, now the Nazis have it. Now we have to go and stop them. It's just such an amazing adventure. And every little piece of the mystery that comes together, you're just like, I love this. And, and, and Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Iconic, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just, I, I love him as Han Solo. I think I might like him as Indiana Jones better, which might be... Well, <clears throat> I tell you, I'm ready for his next big role as Han Solo in the Han Solo movie, where I called exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be old Han Solo in a bar, talking to the buddies, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, and it's just going to be him telling all of his old stories, and it's going to be If they do that, I would Solo. love that, <laughs> but I don't and think that, that's, that's where they're going. That's what's going to happen. I'm calling it. Um, Mark my words, internet. Okay. I am, if I that happens, I would love it. 
Um, I will love. But yeah, no, I, I I love him as Indy, even in Crystal Skull, where he's, uh, he's uh, he wants a paycheck, but I still love him as uh, as Indy, and even in Indiana Jones Five, which is going to happen. I hate that it's going to happen. I'll go see it because I love this character. I've grown up with this character, um, and just all the great moments, all the great improvised moments, like where. You know, you're supposed to have this huge sword fight with a guy, and then he just pulls out his gun and shoots him. It's just like, it's iconic. And in just to think that it was made up at a moment's notice is just crazy to me. Um, it's just one of those movies that made me that makes me love movies. And S- Steven Spielberg, man, he can really do no wrong at this point in his career. And it's just, I don't know, movie I love so. Indiana Jones. At this point in his career, meaning when he was making. When, when he was making. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Now he's like, BFG, everyone. No. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't know. I. I, I love. I love uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, number four. Yep. I mean, it was. It's close to like. It's. It's. One of my favorite films of all time. Just not like this top 10 but yeah close to it yeah no that's understandable who wants to go next i mean i'll be quick go quick right. <laughs> go go for your quickie that sounded weird all uh, right no nope david well, what you got my, no my i'm leaving it <laughs> oh gosh one that's close to my top 10 as well but not quite made it number four Four, man. Yes. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey puts in quite a performance here. Indeed. Um, I've, I've consistently talked about Interstellar and how amazing the film is, the writing, the score, the idea, um, how Jacob always breaks at the moment when he comes back from the one island, not the island, the planet, and he's like super old. What, no, 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 right? no, yeah, oh, no, I have, but just your microphone's going yeah. insane. Um, no, yeah, that moment always makes me break. I know it's kind of a meme now, his cry face, but it's a it's a horrifyingly real cry face. Oh, You're man. like, this is and too real. <laughs> and what, what makes me sad, but I also laugh, is that whenever my one friend, uh, Zach, he gets drunk, he's 21, internet, don't worry. Nothing it doesn't will. matter, just no one's no. going to check his date, his age. But, <laughs> um, he, he, he just, and he's a super loud drunk, and so he'll just be like, David, and then he'll just be like, Murph, and he'll just scream Murph, <laughs> and like, try to imitate Matthew McConaughey. Oh my god. Like, Why'd you leave me, Murph? And like, but... Like, he'll start it and be like, okay, that was funny. But then, like, another hour and a half, guess what's going to happen? You're going to hear Murph. Murph! Like, it's a, it, once it starts, it's there all night. Yeah. It's like the guy, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to leave it at that. But, um, yeah, I want more movies like, I want more movies like Interstellar. Just more good movies. Agreed. Yeah. We're getting I mean, like more, one a year now. More, more Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. More space Petty travel sci-fi. movies. More, more good movies. Whatever, yeah. whatever category you want yeah. to place it. In. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know For what real. people need to do? They need to do hard things, guys. Just make a good movie. Not All right. Awesome book that we read in high school. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I love, I love Interstellar. Why did you remind me? Of that? Yeah, I wish, I wish you would have just I, let that I mean, one die. 
How could you do this, David? <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, what's your number four? Uh, my number four. I, I guess all of us are just kind of going for one of the, our predictable entries this week. I guess. My number four is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that is a predictable one. We all knew this was coming at some point. Yep, yeah. Just Well, tell us about it. Uh, I mean, I don't know where to start, but just obviously you guys know how much I love slasher yeah. films. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I could describe exactly why I like them so much. I think just... Let's write a thesis. Write a thesis on slasher movies. Yeah, do it. But, I mean, I think this is just the best slasher movie ever made. And I think part of that is because, like, one of the best aspects of slasher movies is the creative uh, kill sequences. Mm -hmm. And when you have a villain like Freddy Krueger, I mean, you can just, like, go anywhere with your kills. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just like one of the most creative films I've ever seen. Just like I've told you this, Lacey, but I've watched the comprehensive four-hour documentary yeah. of yeah. the making of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise twice. <laughs> I, I don't twice. know. I, yes, I watched the four-hour documentary twice. It, it's really fascinating, though. No, yeah. But, I mean, when you love something that much, I mean, might as well learn everything you can about it. I mean, I feel you. It, it's just like hearing like all their anecdotes about like what went into creating the aspects of this film. It's just really fascinating. Like you hear Wes Craven talk about like, oh, the I had a bully in grade school named Fred or Fred Krueger or whatever, and then and then like one night when I was a child, I like looked out my window and I saw like a man in like a fedora and a trench coat like staring at me out like up in my window or whatever, and then it's like. And he's, like, just, like, taking all these inspirations from, like, these various moments of his childhood and just, like, or, like, stuff he's read. Like, he read about, like, people in, like, South America or someplace that, uh, like, died during their sleep for, like, unexplained reasons or whatever. So he's just, like, taking all these different aspects from things of his life and things he's read or whatever. And he's crafting it into Freddy Krueger, who is just, like, one of the most ingenious characters like ever designed like the the prospect of him being real would be absolutely terrifying (laughs) more so than even michael myers jason or anything because you can't escape him yeah you can't not sleep yeah like i mean if you get to the other side of a country from like jason it's like well stay in your campground i'm i'm over here on the beaches yeah can't get to me but like you can't escape freddy krueger want to something even scarier Aaron? I have a Freddy Krueger sweater. Do you really? It's black and red. Yeah, I'll pull it out for you. I really want a Freddy. I, I actually uh, enlisted my cousin, my cousin Knits, and I was like, she was like knitting a <laughs> scarf, and I was like, hey, can you can get you me knit? a sweater? And she's like, minute, check this out. maybe. And I was like, can you make it a red and green striped sweater? <laughs> and she was like, why? And I, I was like, pulled up the picture of Freddy Krueger. She doesn't watch a lot of horror movies. Right. So she didn't really understand why, but nice. And, yeah. So, yeah. simple black red. And my, my, uh, my mom bought it for me. I was like, she's like, how do you like it? I'm like, oh, it's fine. And, like, I'll wear it. And then um, I put it on one day. And we're just like, why is that a Freddy Krueger sweater? I was like, 
Uh, <laughs> oh no! And then you showed her the franchise, so she understood the genius. Right? No, she she know she know. I didn't know the franchise. Like I've seen like maybe one, but I just didn't put two and two together. And so I was just like, I can only wear this on Halloween now. But yeah, <laughs> I just. <laughs> but I mean, then also just obviously the character is. It's very interesting, like them talking about like how the red they picked the red and green because I guess he read that those were like the most clashing colors to the eye, which is weird yeah. because they're also like complementary colors in some words. Also, if so you're colorblind, sure exactly they're Christmas it. colors. They're not complementary. <laughs> if if you're colorblind, he's like, what is, is he wearing? What is he wearing? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> this, 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 this yeah, what color? Is, I can't tell. <laughs> You got all those great aspects, and then Robert England is just so good in this role. Like, obviously, like he's not going to be known for like anything else beyond this role. Right. It's just always going to be like, well, well how, that's the guy played who played Freddy, Freddy Krueger what, like twenty times now. Uh, he played him in seven of the eight films. Oh yeah, exactly. the reboot they casted someone new, didn't they? Jackie Earl Haley, who did like an admirable job at trying to, you know live up to such an iconic performance right but the movie itself have they made one good. since the remake or no, no not since the remake okay there, there was word that they were putting another one in production like a while ago but no news since then rudy mara's in the remake yes she is i saw so that anyway they're <laughs> yeah, going, sorry, going back to the original <laughs> yeah it's such a phenomenal character such an ingenious idea such a like terrifying idea if you yeah. actually think of it and just like the creativity all around especially like if you like the fact that they were working with such a low budget and they had to like get really creative with like how they would produce certain special effects like listening to all that you're just like this is genius and it's just i don't know there's something really uh exciting about the fact that like they made this film on like such a small budget like it, this was like New Line Cinema, like, big breakout hit, like, I think they even mentioned the documentary, they're like, Peter Jackson's, like, without Nightmare on Elm Street, Lord of the Rings would have never happened, because they were, like, the film that created New Line Cinema, yeah. like, without them, we would never have gotten Lord of the Rings. Would that be, my... would that have been such a shame, though? Like, it's like, eh. Hey, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> <just my laughs> prior entry on this segment, but... I'm just messing around. Um... So yeah, yeah, just such a phenomenal character. Uh, so many iconic moments. So many just like crazy moments. Like why did they think of it? Like the telephone scene when the mm-hmm. like mouth is going to the other end, and you're like, who who thinks of this? Yeah, I mean I love it, but this is one of those movies. I like it's again so burned into collective pop culture that I'm like I'm pretty sure I've seen it. But also, I'm not sure if I've just seen so many of these iconic moments that in my mind I've seen this movie. So it's one of those, maybe, um, but I do well, need I mean, to watch it's, it again. It's, yeah, it's worth the rewatch, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So As evident by it being my number four film of yeah. all time. All right. So, yeah. Well, that is our number four, guys. Join us as we reach the top three tomorrow. Um, one that maybe. Now, these next two, for me, there may be a little... You, you, like, once you hear them, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know if you're going to be like, oh, wow, yeah, that's... I wouldn't have expected that to be that high for you. So, should be interesting. Guys, let's All move right. on to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my 
did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Aaron, you got a little bad movie for us. What, what, Crap. You got a... I had bad movie of the week. No, you have Fault. <laughs> you have Fault on our stars. Well, you can, you, can, you can think of one while Aaron talks about his bad movie. I, I already had to think of a bad movie, Aaron, I guess, talk. But my bad movie will trump your bad movie, hands down. Well, you'll, you'll talk mean, about you, it Do you want to weeks. switch? If you're, if you're that enthusiastic about it, we can just switch. I mean, yes. <laughs> All right. All right, this. David, <laughs> taking the so, bad movie. I found a little movie called Chop, Kick, Panda. Oh no! <laughs> Made in 2011. Now just read. Now just listen to the description of this. Ready? So this is not a movie you've seen. <laughs> Shh, listen, listen, listen. Oh goodness! A fat, lazy panda named Zebo dreams of becoming a master of martial arts, but is stuck as a mere cleaner for a dojo. Little does he know that an evil tiger has plans to take over the kingdom, and he must stop him. Hmm. It's literally a blatant ripoff. Wait, have you seen this movie though? No, I just want. All right, we got we got to talk about one we've seen. (laughs) So, Aaron, you're still gonna go, but we do gotta talk about this. this, Um. Also, also, uh, David, if you're gonna watch Chop Kick Panda, you gotta watch The Little Panda Fighter, (laughs) which is another (laughs) Kung Fu Panda ripoff. Aaron, what what is it? It's not even that good of a original movie. So it's like, come on, guys. Shut up. Trashing everything you love today. <laughs> Aaron, what's your bad movie? <laughs> Alright, so my bad movie. It's going to be a fairly short one this week. Because okay. I actually want to just profess my love for how terrible this movie is. Oh, okay. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little reverse. Because we kind of did that in a few of the beginning parts. No, yeah, we've really. totally done that. Let's just go for I it. I feel like, and I've done it before. So this is a little film I like to call... Friday the 13th, part 8, oh, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's part 8? That's part 8. <laughs> now, it took the eight films to completely run out of ideas. Yeah, now you have talked about Jason X on um, the um, bad movie. Might be, that's even better than this one, but this one's pretty good as well. <laughs> I mean, okay. throwing him into space, that's just like the best idea anyone's ever made. But so going... This is like the baby step to that, you know? Right. It's like, first New York, then space. You know, That's it's, just, it's a simple two-step process. In the hierarchy of <laughs> horror films. Yeah. So tell us, tell us, and why do you love this movie? stuff in the middle where he's a worm, and what? no one understands why, but... Okay. All so, right. this film is just... It's, it, it starts out... It basically, there's this, like, cruise ship that's leaving with a bunch of college students to for Manhattan. But they start in Camp Crystal Lake. Like, they start in the, they start in the Crystal Lake. What? And then they're in order to get to Manhattan. And it's like, do you understand the concept of lakes? <laughs> do, do you understand how water works? <laughs> okay. They, they, they conveniently cut away to, to try to explain how uh, 
they got from this lake to Manhattan. It, it's the it's the new Camp Crystal Lake waterway. It goes right into the ocean from Middle America. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> All right. So, like the thing is, the movie is called Jason Takes Manhattan. Of course. But he doesn't actually get to Manhattan until like the last half hour. So like the the first hour, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Jason sneaks onto this cruise ship, starts murdering a bunch of these teens that we don't really care about. Mm. That, that's fine. But then you get to Manhattan and you're like, this is incredible. I mean, first <laughs> off, have they ever been to New York? Because like, it's just like some kind of weird like dystopian wasteland filled with like a bunch of abandoned warehouses that was like clearly filmed in like vancouver yeah no that's not new york and then they're just like i don't know they're just running around like they i get at some point like i i I haven't seen this in a while i've seen this multiple times for some reason but you love it i haven't haven't seen it in a while but at some point, like, Jason's, like, fighting this one guy on, like, a rooftop, and the dude's, like, using, like, kung fu moves oh, or something, God. and then, like, Jason just, like, comes up and, like, punches his head off or something. <laughs> oh, my God. So... And then, finally, he gets down to, like, the final two victims, and then he starts chasing them through New York, mm-hmm. and this is when we actually get to the actual New York that was actually filmed in ah, New York, right, because right, they right. go to Times Square, and they're running through Times Square... And Jason is chasing after them with a machete and bloody clothes. And everyone else in New York is just like, not my problem. <laughs> that's that's basically New York from what I can tell. <laughs> from the times I've been there. That's basically New York. It's just so dumb. And then like, but then like, they also like, they get into like, they get on like a subway. Mm-hmm. And then like, they start running through the subway train. And then Jason starts, like, stalking after them through the subway train filled with a bunch of other passengers. And the passengers are just like, eh. Now, the dumb I'm part sure is that... Nothing, yeah. No problem here. <laughs> the dumb part is that he doesn't kill everyone on the train, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's like, why would you place Jason in Manhattan and not have him just, like, kill a bunch of people? Yeah. Like, he's just so fixated on these two people. It's yeah. Like, okay, I guess because you're too, too cheap to go all in on this. Yeah. Film that needs a remake. Probably the thirteenth part eight. Jason I, I can get behind that. Now, I, yeah, like, that's that's what they need to do with this new Friday the Thirteenth movie they're making. Oh my god! Just just remake Jason Takes Manhattan. New Friday the Thirteenth and new Saw. Like, oh my god! Like two weeks apart from one another. I'm gonna go broke this October. <laughs> what, I, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I keep forgetting movies are really expensive by you. I'm like, how are you gonna go <laughs> broke? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they're really expensive, and there will be plenty of movies before that. that yeah, I see yeah. As well, so anyway, so yeah. Anyway, and then at some point they run down to the sewers, and they they're trying to escape Jason, and then they run to a sewer worker, and he's like, "You kids gotta get out of here! Don't you know that on the thirteenth of every month they flood the sewers with toxic waste?" What? Oh. <laughs> no, I I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <What>? So yeah. <laughs> they're running through the sewers and then they like reach a ladder and they start climbing up it and then Jason like grabs onto like the girl's leg or something. But then like the toxic waste starts flooding 
and he gets caught up in the wave and he like disintegrates and he turns into a, like a 10 year old boy what and, and that's it that's that's like the end of the movie he just, like, turns into a 10-year-old boy, and they don't explain it. Does it come back in the next one? The next movie is the one where he's a worm. So the boy oh, yeah. thing never gets explained. No. Ever. No. No. Good. So, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I, just, <laughs> I don't have much to say on it. I just want to say, based on those few aspects alone, mm-hmm. I love this movie. All right. Well... When I eventually get around to watching all the Friday the Thirteenth movies before the new one, um, I'll 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 talk about this. I guess <laughs> bless you. And I'm like, do I want to go see this new Saw movie? Do I want to torture myself? Do I want to watch innocent people be tortured? <laughs> like, is this who I am now? <laughs> and I'm like, probably. I don't know. Oh. Um, but it, it's, it's Saw 8, right? Like, it's not like a remake? Yeah. So I'm going to have to watch the other like, ones, they, too. They still haven't quite explained what the connection between this one and the rest of the franchise is going to be. Honestly, if it's I... It's not a reboot. If I don't have to see the first seven... I mean, I want to watch the first one, because it is on the list. But if I don't have yeah, to I, watch two I, through seven, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be just fine. I would still recommend the first one. Right. I think it's... I think it's it's not a great film. Like uh, they, the, they had such a low budget that they had to make the screenwriter one of their main actors, and he's just painfully awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it relies a lot less on gore than the rest of the films. Good. It's more focused on like Good. the mystery elements. I just can't do that crap, man. I can't. It's too much sometimes. The gore Jake just stuff. needs some gore. No, I don't. I don't need it. Don't need realistic gore, which I think it probably doesn't get to at the end. Like, by Saw 7, I'm sure it's not realistic it's, anymore. No, it's just completely ridiculous. But it's it's just like with the green room thing, where, like, you know, the stomach thing. I'm just like, this is too real. Like, this is green too room real. Green room was, like, a lot, was, like, way more realistic than okay. the Saw franchise. Like, oh, God. I just started. Um, that was, like, on. brutally real. The like, arm. The arm yeah. messes me up, man. And the dogs? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, guys, very let's, disturbing. Yeah, let's move on <laughs> to the fault. Last, because I need to go to sleep. So it's the fault in your stars. Fault in our star, it, or no fault? Fault in your star. Oh, okay. I didn't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's gonna bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong, and I hate you. I can I can never get I, I it right don't. in real life, and then I can never get it right on the podcast. So what's my life, so, <laughs> David? Four stars. Four stars, all right. This movie did exactly what it was supposed to do. Hmm. Made me laugh a lot. Oh, no. Sure, the hallmark of a good sci-fi is that the science is basically believable. The science here isn't really believable. I mean, sure, they could find species they don't know exist, but this type? Nah, (laughs) that part doesn't (laughs) exist. But I laughed through the whole movie, and it had... And an all-star cast of people. Blank, 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 blank. Just to name a few. So this show won't win any Oscars, but it's great for laughter. In fact, it's got a nice story of a kid bonding with an animal and learning to appreciate what he does have. And a girl realizing not to judge kids she doesn't even know because she doesn't know what all they're dealing with. (laughs) 
Okay. That's not, this is how it's written. Uh, no, no, I, I understand. I'm just... And like she, this this woman has like three periods in this entire paragraph. Oh my god! Like these are all run run on sentences. Um, I appreciated the twist at the end with the stepfather not being a jerky loser because sometimes you find relationships that haven't been smooth are w- worth saving, and movies that aren't going to win awards are worth seeing. Oh, is wow. that all? <laughs> okay aaron do you have any, any inclination as I, to what this might be i have no idea so it's sci-fi yeah but it's also funny and there's aliens like species and there's a kid who like learns to love animals or something is that a part i, I heard so i think maybe the kid becomes friends with the alien oh friends with the alien maybe There's a lot of info here. It just doesn't line up with anything I can think of. It's a bad movie, so we can keep that in mind. Um, uh, this woman's off a rocker. If you could see her profile picture, too. Oh, my yeah. God, wait. What? Is this Home? Is this the movie Home? It's not Home. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, then. You want to give us? You want to give us the lead actor? Unless Aaron, do you have something? I got nothing. No. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm just filling fill the I'm silence. Filling the silence with my voice and Aaron's voice, but he's not talking uh, to me. One of the main actors is Rob Lowe. What is this? (laughs) Is this a movie we've ever even heard of? Oh my god, what? What? Who's the director? Maybe that'll help. Chris Wedge. I don't know what this is. Um... I can't even think of anything space Rob Lowe has been in. I don't know. I give up. I give I, up. I, I don't know. What is ready? it? Yeah, what is go, it? Go see Monster Trucks. Rob Lowe is in Monster Trucks? No! Yeah. Why? What? All... All movies that aren't going to win awards are worth Also, is he a monster? Is he an alien? Or is are they also we did, so they're, they're conflating those? Also, what about monsters versus aliens? We did monster trucks last week, just to be clear. Monsters but versus it's... aliens, a lie. Uh, well, I, they they said if you're too tall, you're a monster because that girl was just super tall, and then they're like, she's a monster. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, don't remember? Don't remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no. She's just tall. Gigantor, gigantor or whatever. Yeah. It's she's like, got tall, so like if I'm like that tall, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my like, god. If I hit like eight foot, am I gonna be a monster? <laughs> you nailed it. Guys, thanks for listening to episode thirty-seven of Reboot Already Underway. Uh guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at Reboot Already on, on Twitter. Uh, Reboot already are underway on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Leave us a, a comment, a nice little comment, uh, and uh, let us know how we're doing.
uh, let us know how stupid we are for um, for making fun of Renegades and Rings, you know? I know there's a lot of rabid Renegades fans out there. Um, so, uh, But guys, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Uh, and also, this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Aaron, you're working on anything else? Anything coming down the pipeline other than what we uh, have? Or? Well, I mean, we got, the, at some point, Secret Project between me yes. and you. Very soon. Hopefully. I'm not sure when exactly we're planning on getting that out. But that no. Wait for my Secret Project. And also, just, <laughs> just pimping out the Aaron's again. Yep. They're up there. They're up. If you want to see my opinions for the best and worst. Of the, <laughs> the the worst of performance and the David the worst yeah and the David but remember guys David, yes. leave leave Aaron a nice comment because his award show it's a real thing people think it's oh, a real yeah. thing it's a real um, thing and remember the only people who didn't like Joker and Suicide Squad are gross fanboys who were just so upset that the girls were drooling all over Joker those are the only people who didn't like him no no they also said uh, like like something like feminists who thought like it was an abusive relationship or something. No, no. Feminists... Like the other category. It, yeah, it was feminists who condone his abusive relationship. I'm like, what? What, <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I meant condemn. I said condone. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, if you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. He's twitting it up over there, being a nice twit, twit guy. I don't know. Um, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me, remember, new Twitter handle, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. What? What? I finally got this text David sent me oh. like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Um, Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, Jake Lace on Tumblr, Jake Lace on YouTube. I'll, I'm there. I'm chilling. I'm hanging out. And, uh, you know, maybe my political tweets will stop one day. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe like, four years from now. Yeah. I might just have to just start hitting, the like, the favorite button or whatever and only retweeting a select few because I just hit both on both all of them. I'm like, I'm, I'm just making people, like... like followers are dropping like flies? N- not really, no. But I'm just, like, I, I can't imagine... Me the retweeting the same thing, you know. But there are things that I need to retweet, like a, that Dr. Seuss cartoon. I'm like, this is important. I think we should probably be looking at this right now. So, you know, just stuff like that. But, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next week. The brand new episode where we're going to talk about the bye bye man. The bye bye man again. The bye bye man. Well, did you hear? Did you hear they they Bye Bye Man is getting a sequel? Really? Yeah, Bye Bye Man. Yes. Bye Bye Man versus Harambe. It's a real. Yes. <laughs> what more could you want? I hate you. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Don't. Goodbye. <laughs> thanks for hanging out and uh, happy birthday, Aaron. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>